0: Yes, you heard it here first. Anthony Fauci may be retiring. When? Well, even he doesn't know. He may be resigning, he says. But he said this on a podcast, so it could just be another way of saying that whatever planet he came from is finally sending a ship to come and get him. Well, we don't know exactly what is real and what is imagined, but so far it seems uh, Fauci has said plainly that he does intend to, at some point, in his life, resigned from a job that he has had since Ronald Reagan was president. Yeah, uh, he's been at the National uh, Centers for Mental Health. No, no, I'm sorry. National Centers for Virology for quite a long time. Anyway, there's more on that in this right here. Give it a
1: listen. In a new interview, Anthony Fauci said he may retire from the position he has held since 1984. In a podcast that was released on March 18th, Fauci, the longtime director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases (NIID), was asked whether he is contemplating retiring or switching to a less demanding position. "I certainly am because I've got to do it sometime," Fauci answered. "I can't stay at this job forever unless my staff is going to find me slumped over my desk one day. I'd rather not do that." He continued. His appointment to his position occurred during the Reagan administration. Senator Rand Paul, RKY, had been trying to get support for a bill that would eliminate the NIAID and establish three new institutions in its place. Fauci spoke after Paul failed in trying to get support for the measure. Kerry Donovan of Republic Brief reported Six Republican Reno senators voted against an amendment Tuesday that would eliminate the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, NIAID position, which is held by Dr. Anthony Fauci, protecting him from facing the consequences of a massive public outcry for justice by the American people. Rand Paul, R.K.Y., a U.S. senator and physician himself, has been boldly outspoken about Fauci's performance while at the agency led an amendment to replace the NIH with three separate national research institutes. Reno showed up in force and voted to protect Fauci and the established order in Washington, D.C where the elite never has to be influenced by what the public needs or wants. Each of them have a long string of votes which betray their Republican base. Republican senators, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Susan Collins of Maine, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Jerry Moran of Kansas each voted against the amendment. A number of times during hearings before the Congress, Paul clashed with Fauci, saying he has become a dictator in chief. No one person should have unilateral authority to make decisions for millions of Americans, explained Paul, a doctor, also. Requests for comments on the measure have not been answered by Fauci or his agency. The physician is accused of misrepresenting his agency's funding for the China lab where the first cases of COVID-19 were recorded, of supporting harsh measures during the pandemic, and of lying about the effectiveness of masks during the crisis because of worries there would not be enough for the healthcare workers. In preparing for an investigation Republicans have promised into the COVID-19 response, Fauci has called Paul Partisan whose accusations aren't based in fact. In the new interview, Fauci is asked whether he will leave his post soon, noting that besides Dr. Francis Collins, who is stepping down as the director of the National Institutes of Health in late 2021, Jeffrey Zions is exiting as the White House's COVID-19 response coordinator. I have said that I would stay in what I'm doing until we get out of the pandemic phase, and I think we might be there already, Fauci answered. If we can stay in this, then we're at a point where I feel that we've done well by this, but I don't have any plans right now to go anywhere, but you never know. Additionally, the doctor said that outside of health, he doesn't have many interests. I, unfortunately, am somewhat of a unidimensional physician-scientist public health person. When I do decide I'm going to step down, whenever that is, I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do. I'd love to spend more time with my wife and family, that would be nice. After a dramatic drop in infection rates following the Omicron variant's rapid spread across the country, Fauci today warned that COVID-19 rates may rise within the coming weeks in the United States. I would not be surprised if in the next few weeks we see somewhat of either a flattening of our diminution or maybe even an increase, Fauci explained on the Start Here podcast on ABC News. Whether or not that is going to lead to another surge, A mini surge, or maybe even a moderate surge, is very unclear because there are a lot of other things that are going on right now," he continued. Recently, the number of new cases has fallen dramatically across the country, with just over 30,000 new cases on average over the last two months. Fauci's forecast is based on data from the United Kingdom, where cases have been on the rise, but their intensive care bed usage is not going up, which means they're not seeing a blip up of severe disease, Fauci explained. Listen, cases of the B.A.2 variant have increased in the U.S., and Fauci predicted on the podcast that it will eventually overtake the Omicron in the near future. Following a two-year period of pandemic policies such as masking and social isolation, the U.S. is now easing COVID-19 restrictions. In all 50 states, the requirement for masks indoors has been dropped. This is after the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention determined that most areas in the U.S. do not require them.
0: Basically, Fauci's pretty much done. I mean, most people really have pretty much given up on a lot of his advice. And a lot of what he has said has been disproven over time. Partly, uh, his reasoning behind some of the uh, misadvice that was given back in the day with the first uh, you know, uh, uh, intense masking was because they were trying to preserve masks for medical workers and critical care workers and that type of thing because they were running out of supply and the demand was outpacing. There have been some upticks and upsurges, uh, a little bit of a rise in Europe, and of course uh, Hong Kong, which is uh, suffering from a sudden outbreak in the Omicron variant, as well as China, which has reimposed lockdowns in some areas. Meanwhile, let's go over to the Senate and listen to Ted Cruz as he talks about this whole thing with masking and other issues. I'm Mike of New York. You're listening to the Mike of New York podcast. Here's Senator Ted Cruz.
2: Thank you, Roger. It is time to end the COVID mandates. The American people understand these mandates make no sense. It's time to end mask mandates. It's time to end vaccine mandates. It's time to end vaccine passports. And it's especially time to end vaccine mandates for kids in schools. All of these are wrong. But when it comes to the mask mandates on planes, it makes no sense. And the American people get it. We're told that COVID is an amazingly politically sensitive and nuanced virus. That COVID, that one simple mask magically prevents COVID. Unless, of course, you have a Diet Coke in your hand. In which case on a plane, a Diet Coke, you don't need the mask anymore because Diet Coke apparently is is some sort of cure for COVID. I, I don't understand the asinine reasoning. If you put the Diet Coke down, you need the mask again, unless you pick up a peanut. You know, a peanut also prevents the transmission. It is utterly demonstrably asinine for restaurants that have COVID mask mandates in place. You walk in, you had to wear a mask, you sit down, take the mask off. I don't know if it's an altitude thing, COVID at six feet high is deadly. At three feet high, it's perfectly benign. The American people get that this is a joke. I've got a crazy idea. The American people should have the same mask rules that members of Congress had at the State of the Union address. Just two weeks ago, we saw 535 members of Congress sitting on the floor of the house. I don't think there were five masks among them. Joe Biden didn't have a mask. Kamala Harris didn't have a mask. Nancy Pelosi didn't have a mask. And yet, John Q. Public, if a grandmother is flying to see her grandkids, she's told, put that mask on on the airplane. It makes no sense. And I will tell you, our Democratic colleagues, we, we serve in a body with 100 senators. Our Democratic colleagues, when they were behind closed doors, even at the height of the mask mandates, behind closed doors, they would take their masks off. They would be laughing, they'd be yucking it up. You'd go to a classified briefing. Almost every person there would take their mask off. And then you'd see a Democratic senator step out and suddenly they'd see TV cameras. And almost to a person, they'd rush to pull their mask on. Because apparently the virus reacts with TV lenses somehow. This is idiotic. The American people know it's idiotic. It's not preventing the spread of the disease, but it is virtue signaling. By the way, according to the virtue signal, if one mask is good, two is better. And even better than that is three. Well, you know what? If you wanna wear three masks from now until the end of time, you can. Nobody's stopping you. You have every freedom to mask up as long as you want but stop using arbitrary government power to force the American people to play in COVID theater. Today, in the District of Columbia, police officers who make the personal health care choice not to get vaccinated are eligible to be fired as of today. It is wrong to be firing cops. And all the Democrats who applauded at the State of the Union don't abol- abolish the police, ought to explain why they support firing cops in DC and jurisdictions across the country. One final example of just how asinine this is. The NBA just fined Kyrie Irving $50,000 because their rules, the rules in New York City, here's how idiotic it is. Kyrie Irving could go to a game, could sit in the stands not being vaccinated, which he did. That was perfectly okay. But if he actually plays, that's not permissible. Because apparently in addition to Diet Coke and peanuts, which we're told are magical cures for COVID, touching a basketball makes you a lethal threat. They find Kyrie Irving because he dared to go to the locker room. Mind you, he's sitting in the damn stands watching the game. He could go talk to the players at the game, which he did, But when he went to the locker room, $50,000. This is asinine, dishonest theater. Let Kyrie play. By the way, if Brooklyn won't let Kyrie play, I'm gonna make a pitch to you directly. Kyrie, come to Houston, play for the Rockets. We'll let you play. It's a hell of a player. Uncle Drew's being benched by asinine democratic theater. This is stupid. It's not health related, it's not science related, it's not medicine related, it is political theater, and it's time for it to end.
0: That was Senator Ted Cruz and the Republican members of the Senate as they were discussing issues involving and surrounding the pandemic and its eventual end that everybody hopes for. Cruz hopes to see that the mandates end and hopes that it comes soon. So do many people around the world. I'm Mike of New York. Hope you enjoy your Sunday.